According to new research, more than three in five Australians are experiencing stress at work. I would say these two rows are experiencing stress. More than three in five people in this room are experiencing stress at work. A study by Management Science found that US companies with high workplace stresses may contribute to more than 120,000 deaths per year in America alone. Those are big numbers. Those are big numbers. Stress-related death from work. 120,000 is, is, is just too much. It's a lot. If work is a blessing, why are people dying from it? God gave us work as a blessing. In the Old Testament, when you read Genesis, you'll understand that God gave us work before the fall. Before evil came into place, God gave us work. Adam was working and Eve, they were working before sin. So work is not a curse. But why, why is it killing us? Why is work killing us? If it's still a blessing. Why are three in five workers experiencing stress in Australia? Did God intend work to be a chore? Or he intended us to enjoy work? Is there any way we can work hard and still enjoy our work? Is there a way we can make that happen? The issue is not only about the number of days or hours you spend working. That may be a factor, of course, how many days you go to work, how many hours you work. But we've seen people who take a day off from work and still struggle to rest. Some people try to work less hours to solve this problem. Others work fewer days per week. Instead of five, they work four or three or part-time, trying to find rest. Other people leave their offices on Friday and come back on Monday still tired. They went home Saturday and Sunday but still feel tired on Monday morning. Most people try to get some sleep but still wake up in the morning exhausted. So if that's the case for you, then your problem is not necessarily about the hours you spend at work, but your problem is rest. You might have an issue with understanding and implementing rest. Understanding what is rest and implementing that may be what you are suffering from. Micah chapter 6 verse 15 says, You will sow but not reap. You will press olives but not anoint yourself with oil and you will tread grapes but not drink the wine. One of the main reasons most people struggle to rest is what we can call gaps. A gap is a space between reality and expectation. Stay with me. A gap is the space, distance between reality 
what is happening and expectation, what you thought would happen. When a sower plants a seed, there is an expectation of harvest. The gap is when they sow but not reap. Or reap less than expected. That is a gap. And this scripture is talking about gaps. You will sow but not reap. Gaps. You will press olives but not anoint yourself with oil. Another gap. You will tread grapes but not drink the wine. That's a gap. Gaps. So I have identified three gaps. Three gaps in our work life that are affecting us. Three gaps. Three types of gaps. The first one is a financial gap. The financial gap is when your income does not afford your lifestyle. That's a gap. When the money that is coming in is not paying the bills. It's not helping you to live the life you expected to live. The financial gap makes people work more hours. Take more shifts and find more jobs to pay the bills or sustain your lifestyle. Another type of gap is performance gap. When your performance at work falls short of expectations. Maybe your boss's expectations or your own standard. The way you are performing, you feel like there is a gap between what you would like to be doing and what you are actually doing. And that makes you develop a feeling of inadequacy. You get stressed. Maybe because you don't know what to do or because you are doing what you are doing is not working. What you are doing is not bringing the result you expected. That is a gap. That's another gap. And another gap is fulfillment gap. The fulfillment gap is when you forget that if you stop, the world won't. Let me explain this. The fulfillment gap happens when you think you are running the show. And you think if you rest, if you stop, everything will stop. The house will collapse. So you have to keep going. And because of that, there is a gap between what you are supposed to do and what you are doing. You are doing more, 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 more than what is required. Because there is a fulfillment gap. You find fulfillment in doing without stopping and failing to appreciate yesterday's achievement. If you live with a sense that more is better, you have a fulfillment gap. More is not always better. More money, more hours from work, more houses, more investment is not always better for you and for your family. So when we attempt to close these gaps, we create stress. Often we fill gaps with worry. These gaps. The natural human reaction to gaps is to worry because gaps are often beyond our reach. I would say this, it's okay to be concerned. It is dangerous to be worried. It's okay to be concerned because being concerned is being aware of a potential problem. 
That is a concern. You, you are aware that something may go wrong. But being worried is when your concerns control you. When you believe in your concerns and they begin to dictate your life, that is worry and that is dangerous. That is dangerous. Most people are stressed with their jobs because they cannot fill these gaps. They need to make more money so that you can afford your next holiday, pay your debts or pay your bills. The pressure to perform well or the thought that if you stop, no one else will do your job or no one will do it like you creates stress, worry and anxiety. Gaps. You can take a day off, go on holiday or try and work fewer hours, but until you change what you fill your gaps with, you won't experience rest. You can go on holiday and work fewer hours. If you are still filling these gaps with worry, you will never rest. So the difference is not in what we do, but in our attitude toward these gaps. Rest happens when we fill our gaps with Jesus. When we fill these gaps with Jesus. Rest happens when we trust God with the gaps in our lives. Working from rest is the decision to trust God to fill the gaps between reality and our expectations. That is the meaning of working for, 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 from, from, for, for, from rest. Working from rest is an attitude, not a program, not a plan, not a schedule. Most people think working from rest is a schedule. is how your week looks like that you are working from rest. I would say maybe working from rest may lead to a healthy schedule. But a healthy schedule does not necessarily reflect rest. You may force someone to stay home and their mind is at work. No, don't go far. You may force me to stay at home. Me. And I will be planning in my head. And my wife will be, what are you thinking about? <laughs> and I know I'm working in my head. Working from rest is not just a plan. It's an attitude, internal decision to change on the inside. Working from rest may lead to a healthy plan, but it's not a plan. Matthew 6, 25 to 33. This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his weight by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wildflowers of the fields grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? 
you of little faith. So don't worry, saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things. And your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be provided for you. Working from rest is the decision to trust God to fill your financial performance and fulfillment gaps. You decide to trust God that he's going to fill my gaps. When I fall short of my expectations, God is going to fill the gap. That is working from rest. Laziness is when you don't want to do what should be done. When you decide not to do what you know is required to be done. Rest is when you do your best. Okay? You do your best. Then you let God do the rest. That is rest. When you know you have invested your best. And then you say, God, take care of the rest. To leave the rest into God's hand. It's not easy. It's not easy. God has promised to take care of the rest. When we fail to surrender the rest into his care, we panic. And that's when we fail to rest. There will always be gaps in life. We work hard, we try to plan, we save money to avoid gaps. Gaps will always be part of our lives. I can guarantee you. It is only when we decide to surrender the gaps into God's hand when we really rest. The issue is not the presence of gaps, but our attitude toward them. You will always have gaps. Your attitude toward gaps will determine if you are resting or not. So how to handle gaps? How do we handle financial gaps? God has promised to look after us. Jesus said it. He said our heavenly father knows what we need. Jesus said our heavenly father knows our need. After you've done your best and worked at your optimal capacity, leave the rest to God. Leave your plans and bills to God. It is hard to leave your bills to God. But what do you do after you have done your best? Does your worry bring money into your pocket? No, no, no. You know that it doesn't. You know it doesn't. Worrying doesn't add money into your bank account. Stress doesn't add any money into your bank account. At the end of the day, what happens will happen. And Jesus is saying, do not worry about your bank account. After you've done your best, you have worked, you've planned, you've saved. And if you fall short, leave, me, leave, leave it to me. Leave the gap to me. Failure to trust God with gaps produces worry. That's why people are dying. Because of failure to leave gaps to God. A man was traveling for the first time. On a plane, he took his first trip on a plane. He paid his ticket. And his wife prepared some meals for him, some, some bread and, 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 and peanut butter for all his long 
trip on the plane. And uh, flight attendants tried to bring him some food. And he said, no, 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 thank you. And he reached his bread, ate his peanut butter. They brought him some drinks. He said, thank you, thank you. And he could observe other people enjoying the meals on the plane. The men believed that every time they are being served, they are paying for it. So he stuck to his, he stuck to his plan between him and his wife not to spend any money on the plane and make sure you eat the food I cooked for you, I prepared for you. And he ate his bread. And at the end of the trip, after many, many, a long trip, many hours on the plane, the man checked his ticket and realized that the meal was part of the ticket, the fare. The man missed an opportunity because of his ignorance, worrying about supply. We do that. God has provided for us and we keep worrying about our income as if we are responsible for our lives. I'm telling you, you are not responsible for your life. Jesus is responsible. He's the provider. He knows. He can use your income. He can use your salary. He can use that wage that you get. He can use that. I am a testimony that God can still feed you without a job. I know that. God can feed you. God can take your children to school. God can bless your life without a job. And I'm not preaching laziness. Because laziness is not doing what you should do. Find a job. But when your finances fall short of your life need, the bills and the debt, leave the gap to God. God has so many ways to provide. When you think you are the only solution to your financial problems, you live under stress. That's why people are dying. Financial gaps. The man thought because he did not have money in his pocket, he could not enjoy the meal on the plane. Just to realize he was fooling himself. We are fooling ourselves, church, for thinking that our own income is the only way God can provide for us. He can. He can use it, but he can use hundreds other ways to provide for you. If only you trust him to open doors. I have many stories, many stories of God providing for my family in the way that I, I, I can't rely on my income. I can't. It's foolishness because my, my life has been all in God's hand from my childhood. Would you learn to trust God, church, with your finances? How to handle performance gaps? If you have invested your time, your energy, and skills into a task, leave the rest to God. What people say about, about it doesn't really matter. You know, people can criticize your, your work or your performance. It doesn't really matter. It is what God says about you that matters the most. You can only do what you can do. After you've done your best, leave the gap to God. 
The problem is when we fail to give our best to a task. Listen to me. If you are being criticized for a job you did not do well, then plan to do better next time. They are right to criticize you. Investing your minimum in a job is laziness. Don't just do the minimum you can to escape, to fill the time. Do your optimum. Invest the best energy, the best time, the best in the job, and then leave the gap, leave the gap to God. If your boss never gets satisfied by your work, amen. I've done my best. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, say <laughs> I'm saying do your best. You know, sometimes you, you get this sleepless night because, oh, I missed that also. Oh, I couldn't. Oh, I forgot to send that email. Did you intend not to send that email? You forgot to send it. Then you are human. You are human. Humans forget to send emails. You forgot to send an email on Friday. You spend the whole Saturday worrying. The whole Sunday you come to church, that email. That email. That email. You go back to work on Monday, stressed because of that email. And nobody really cares about that email except you. That's what we do to ourselves. That's what we do to ourselves. Learn to leave gaps to God. When you finish a task and you know you have put, a, you've put your all into it, thank God for it. Leave the office. It's okay. If there are gaps, it's okay. You are not perfect. You are a human. The last time I checked, you are you were still a human. And I can look at you. You look very much as a human. <laughs> we think we are not. We think we are angels. Or, no, you can't be perfect. Humans make mistakes. The best humans learn to live with their gaps. How to handle fulfillment gaps. Oh, I love this. When we think we must keep doing more, we must keep doing more, and that all responsibility falls on us. Otherwise, things will collapse. It's important to remember that even God rested. If God rested, who are you to skip rest? Who are you, my dear fellow human? Who are you to skip rest if God, the creator of heaven, rested? Genesis chapter 2, 2 to 3 says, By the seventh day, God completed his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. For on it he rested from his work of creation. God rested. We often think that rest is for the weak. Rest is for the weak. Being busy is the language of productive people. We take pride in doing more. Fast. Big. Our culture rewards those who work at the weekend. The community considers them hard workers. And companies pay them more for not resting. 
Yes, your boss will pay you more if you work on Saturday or Sunday. Oh, great, they celebrate you for not resting. But the purpose of rest is not only to recover. God did not need to recover. God was not trying to rest because he was tired. No, God did not run out of new ideas. He was not resting so that he can recover and get new ideas. No, he didn't. We don't need to rest only when we have nothing else to do. Or we are completely exhausted that we cannot do anything. That's not only when we have to rest. God rested as a sign of satisfaction. He was satisfied by his work of creation. Rest for God was not a need for recovery or avoiding burnt out. God was not avoiding to burn out. He rested to reflect and enjoy what he has been doing. He reflected on what he accomplished. He delighted in what he had been done. He was not exhausted, but wanted to delight in his work. Oh, delight in his work. Most workaholics struggle to stop and appreciate what has been done. They move from one project to another. They don't take time to celebrate. If you are one of them, I'm warning you, it's dangerous. It's not healthy, even though the society rewards you with more money. Even if you feel like you are being celebrated in the community, it is dangerous for your family. It's dangerous to yourself to work without rest. Take time to celebrate. We must learn to delight in what we have done to feel the fulfillment gap. I know some of you work, like you work 10 days, then you rest for five, then you go, something like that. In those four days you're at home, you're still thinking about other jobs. It's still the same on your brain and your heart. Find time to appreciate what has been done and rest. That's why God rested. God did not rest because he was tired. He rested to appreciate what has been done. At the end of the day, rest. What does it mean to rest in the evening? Appreciate the day. Even though you did not finish, appreciate at least the fact that you started. That is rest. Fulfillment rest. Learn to be fulfilled with small steps. Learn to be fulfilled with small progress. You don't have to finish it to appreciate it. Learn to leave fulfillment gaps to God. He's in charge. He's in control. As a matter of fact, without you, the world will continue. Maybe you forgot. If you stop, the world, the world won't stop. Yeah, it will keep going around. Businesses will continue. Shops will keep opening. Without you. So rest, my friend. We struggle to rest because we want to keep fixing things. And we only see the wrong. God wants us to stop and celebrate wins. Stop and appreciate the bills you've just paid. 
and celebrate the five days you've been able to work. Stop and celebrate. Failure to celebrate is failure to give God credit. Failure to give God credit is failure to worship God. Rest reminds us that we are not in control. God is. That's the purpose of Sabbath. To remind humans you are not in control. God is. Day off and rest are not the same thing. They are not the same things. You can be home and still be worried about your work. Rest happens when we leave the gap to God. Sabbath is when we stop trying to be important in our own eyes and let God take credit for our achievement. That's why God made that day holy. Make the day holy doesn't mean painting with oil. When God made the day holy, it means he stopped and gave credit where credit is due. He stopped and appreciate what has been done. He stopped. Do you stop? Do you stop? In your mind. Not you. you can stop. Most people are here stopping. I can see you are stopping. Are you stopped in your head? Most people are busy in their head. Like What is going there is your bills. And what is going on. And your job tomorrow. And those, those stuff you have to. Uh, come back here. Come back here. Come back here. Stop. Stop. Come back in the room, please. Learn to stop. Give God credit. Appreciate what has been done. That is rest. Then, if your internal attitude changes, it will affect your schedule. Now you will be able to say, "Ah, I'm taking a few days off and enjoy those few days. Now you will be able to sit with your children or your friend and enjoy that, that rest, that time. If you don't change inside, you are deceiving yourself, my friend. You are killing yourself. I said once, if you do not work, you are lazy. And if you do not rest, you are crazy. It sounds harsh, isn't it? But you know it's true. So I will keep it that way. I was trying to find a language that is more polite. Then I found, I can't find the language that is polite. This is exactly what I want you to know. If you do not work, you are lazy. And if you do not rest, you are crazy, my friend. So let me repeat this. Laziness is when you don't want to do what should be done. And rest is when you do your best and let God do the rest. Rest is primarily an attitude, not a change of or lack of activity. You can change activities without resting, but change your attitude first. So, church, as we finish, I want you to learn to trust God because he has promised to fill the gaps.